Hi, this is Thomas with Believe in the Run. This is Robbie with Believe in the Run. And this is Megan with Believe in the Run. And you're listening to The Drop Podcast, our weekly podcast about all things running. We get into the nonsense. We get into the fun stuff. We talk about races. We talk about gear. Just about everything. So if you've been listening for a while, you know what this is about. Yeah, you don't need us to explain ourselves. We ain't explaining nothing. Yep. And once again, Megan says zero. We're how many minutes in? And she hasn't. You're not even. You haven't even hit the minute mark. You were at 30 seconds. And she's telling you what? We're trying to get a PR for Megan coming into the show. (laughs) (laughs) I said my name. All right. Pretty early on. All right. Yeah. What a week. What a crazy week. Huge week. Yeah. I think we should start with the New York City Marathon. You, I, you, you I think, don't think I, we, I don't. I think there's something more oh, important. We normally do talk about ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> and we everyone loves to hear Megan talk about herself. So yeah. we'll shut up. I will <laughs> shut up after I say. You can intro it. This woman made me keep a secret about what she was doing. Robbie had to keep it too. Yeah. And people people were asking me, "Hey, do you want to do this or that?" And I would start to, one person asked me if we could go do like a swim or something. And I was like, Megan's trap. T- uh. <laughs> he, he literally said, Megan is taper taking a down week. <laughs> yeah. Just taping. And they didn't, they didn't catch it and just kept rolling. Nice. So what, so what did so, you do yeah, last So yeah, so I decided to jump into another marathon after my less than stellar performance at wine glass and Part of it was I felt like because we were talking on this podcast and I went on Lindsay Hines podcast and I was kind of broadcasting everywhere I was doing this event, I think it was a little bit in my head and I added, even though I know the pressure is all in your own head, it had pressure. I had put pressure on myself and so I wanted to eliminate that. So I was like, I just don't want to tell anyone. I'm just going to go out and do it. it. If it's a good day, it's a good day. If it's a bad day, it's a bad day, but I don't have to talk about it. So which race did you do? Did you mention the, uh, Indianapolis monumental marathon? Okay. And this is a, a race that I don't know if you're familiar with the, what was it? The sub three project or mm-hmm. what was the official name of that challenge when they first did it? Uh, just sub three. I don't okay. know if they have a name. I don't know. What they took is. like, it was like 10 women, a group of like, yeah, seven women went out in 2019, um, under Mary Johnson's coaching and all like throughout the United States, they lived all over, but they all had this goal of breaking three hours. Oh. And so they all went to Indianapolis and like almost all of them did. That's cool. Yeah. Were they like already fast though? They all had PRs between like three hours and 310. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, they went out. So you knew the course was fast. You yeah. want to tell us a little bit about the race and how you went through it? I know you're, if people aren't following your Instagram, they could get a little more in depth with your slow rollout of your yeah stages i'm doing a, a recap on my instagram so if you want all the details you can go check it out there but it's interesting because you don't do a ton of posting on instagram so i was inspired by emma bates she always oh, does right. these like um race recaps and they're broken up into chunks and i love them like i get really excited to read them so i was like well i mean i'm no emma bates but maybe mine could be slightly less oh, entertaining i thoroughly enjoyed it because i was like <laughs> Don't think it's the strong way, but I wasn't didn't know like you could write very well. Like in that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I was reading, I was like, Oh, I'm kinda of on the edge of my seat here and I already know what happened. So yeah, good job. Yeah, Megan can write. Um 
Anyways, so, well, I mean, there's a difference between, like, telling a story, like, keeping it suspenseful. And, and doing so, a shoe review. And it, yeah. <laughs> and then some people are just, like, the raised recaps are, like, I don't need to hear about this. Yeah, mine was something about crying in a garage or something. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, just makes me depressed. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so, yeah, you uh, went out to Annap- Indianapolis. Sorry, not Annapolis. And... You flew out like the day before. Yeah, so I did a really quick trip. I flew out Friday morning and came back Saturday evening after the race. Um, I didn't know if it was going to be a good or bad day, and I thought either way I didn't need to be in a hotel room by myself Saturday night. That just sounds real sad. Yeah. So, um, yeah, flew in Friday. The weather was perfect. Oh, awesome. It was cold. It was sunny. There was, like, no wind. It was literally race day dream weather. That, like, never happens for you. No. (laughs) And what was the course like? The course was awesome. Um, it's relatively flat. The only hills were like between 15 and 19, and they weren't bad. They were like rolling hills, so every up you got it down. And it was actually kind of nice because it sort of like broke up that monotonous flat for the rest of it. Um, crowd support was pretty good. Oh, wow. It was only dead like where you really want the crowd support, like, like 21. <laughs> <laughs> That's like every marathon. Yeah. <laughs> It's the worst. Well, I think everybody feels like if you don't run marathons, you're like, I'll just wait for them at the finish at that point. Yeah. And so it's like, why would I go to? And it's always like the furthest point away yeah. Yeah. from everything too. But I, and you were saying you'd recommend this uh, course and the race. I would. Uh, so logistics wise, I'm like a very big planner. So there's a ton of hotels basically on the start line. So when I got up in the morning, I walked over to a Starbucks. I came mm. back in my hotel and chilled out for a while. I um, I left my hotel room at like 7.30 to do a shakeout run. The The event started at 8 a.m., did my little run, and like walked over to the corral. And it was nice. like, yeah. That's, that's a pretty good, like how many people do that race? Uh, I think there was 12,000 finishers this year. Oh, wow. And that's that was capped at a little bit lower because of COVID. Okay. So I think it's probably closer to like 15,000. I'm like somewhat surprised it's that big. I don't know. You know, you get in the middle of the country, and we don't think about it because we're on the edge. Yeah. But, you know, if you're out there, that's... I guess it's close to Chicago, too, so it's yeah. like people can come down for that. Is it always this time of year, or was this uh, shifted around? No, it's always in November, which is nice because you're pretty much guaranteed a pretty cool day. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard it's been windy in the past, but we lucked out, so nice. it was it was pretty perfect. And um, so what was your goal time, and then what, how did you finish, I guess? My goal, so my AA goal, like if everything came together, was as close to 250 as I could get. Um, I wanted to get a PR. I knew I could run under 255. So I went out what I thought was like somewhat conservative or pretty much like right around where I thought I could do, which is like 630-ish. Although you didn't know that at first, right? Yeah. So (laughs) of all the days for my Koros to not find GPS... This was the day. Did it not find GPS or was it one of those things where you hit the button and it hadn't like didn't have your heart rate so it didn't start with you? It had my heart rate. It hadn't found GPS. So I I had hit the start when I first crossed. And then when I looked down again to check my pace, it was like GPS hasn't started. Now, did you start your watch plenty of time ahead? I did. That actually happened to me, though, like last week with my chorus, too, which is weird. It might have just been like a it might be they have new firmware coming out today. So my. I was gonna say I've never had had an issue with the chorus. Same, me too. But now I feel like I'm jinxing myself. (laughs) So I ended up just maybe it was a blessing in disguise because I ran the first mile totally by feel. I had no idea what pace I was running, 
And then uh, as soon as I hit the first mile marker, I just changed my watch face so that it had the elapsed lap time and I would just click over the button so I knew, you know, what time I was doing. So Robbie asked you what your goal time was. You said a goal was sub 350. 250. Yeah, quite a difference. Oh no, she crushed her ankle. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no uh, two fifty, and your B goal was a PR. Where'd you end up? I ended up, I guess, right in the middle. So I did a two fifty two fifty seven. Barely got under that two fifty. Just say two fifty two. Okay, it counts. Two fifty two. Um, so yeah, it was it was a really fun day. Um, it was honestly probably some of the most fun I've ever had running out in a race. I, I mentioned this in my Instagram story, but I had Thomas send me a bunch of funny videos and memes in the morning mm-hmm. so to make me laugh. And so I was like in my hotel room laughing all by myself like a weirdo. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> I, I saw some of them because I think you sent them from the Bleeding <laughs> I Run. Them, and then I switched over to the other account. I was like, I'll send him from Bleeding Run. I was like, ah, I probably probably don't yeah. want to see all these. Ones. So I went over to my personal account. Every once in a while that happens, uh, you know, you're using the wrong account. But um yeah, we sent those and, you know. What was it? Your favorite one was from Step Brothers? Yeah. I still don't remember that quote, but. It's when they're at the, they're at the wedding. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I love Step Brothers. And what's like the quote? What's dumb. the thing again? It says, I didn't want salmon. Okay. I said it four times. <laughs> <laughs> but so he like yells it in real so feral wrote, voice. Yeah. So you wrote no salmon. So I didn't want no salmon. salmon. I said it four times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wrote no salmon on my wrist, which is. I didn't even think about it, but like most people write like inspirational and like Bible phrases on their yeah. wrist and I have no salmon. No salmon 316. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it, apparently it worked. Did you actually look down at it during the race? I, I did. Okay. And I like, I, there was some moments where I would just like make myself laugh out there. That's good. You have to. That's the old uh, Iliad Kipchoge yeah. hack. Just smile. Fake the smile. Yeah. If you can fake a smile, you can... Turn it around. I, I totally agree with that. I mean, there's scientific evidence that says it. Um. Yeah. Anyways, so, yeah, I did. I, I liked reading your report. It's kind of cool that you got to see some people who are bleeding the run. Yeah. Fans, like, on the course and yeah. run with them. It was super fun. <laughs> it, we were just, like, talking, and he asked what I did, and then I mentioned Believe in the Run. He was like, oh, we love Believe in the Run. So you, so cool. you also got some other uh, DMs from people saying they thought it was you, which I think is weird because Megan was wearing, Nothing. like if you see the picture, it's like a headband. Yeah. And no logo, like just. That's pretty good, eagle eyes. So yeah, she got several people that were wow. like, I was around you at this mile or I was here at that. So it is kind of kind of interesting that, you know, the audience is out there. There, mm-hmm. I got a couple um, comments on my Strava that, from a couple women who are like, I wish I had known I would have come and said hi. Um, and if you ever do know it's us or me out there, please come say hi. We yeah. love it. It's oh, so yeah. fun. Yeah, it's nice to meet the people that we're talking to. For sure. I'm definitely a talker during the marathon, so feel free to come up to me, me and talk to me. I try to find people to latch on to. Yeah, that was pretty much my goal. It was like, let me find some people to hang out with. Yeah. It's always fun. Thomas, you're not a talker. <laughs> I I mean, I ran with Jarrett. And you guys didn't talk yeah. to each other the whole time. No, we talked, I think. Oh. Pro- Jarrett was probably talking about shoes the whole time. No, I think it's glazed donuts. And, no. You know. Well, you know, there's, people fire. don't know this, but there's a lot of different kinds of donuts. You can get the ones with the cream filling, 
You get the ones with sprinkles. Yeah. Chocolate covered. They even make a beer that tastes like donuts. I love, that's that's <laughs> nothing how Jared sounds, by the way. The last thing I have to say about the the marathon is when I was finished, I just like turned around and watched the finish line for a while because it's really fun to yeah. see these people like pouring it all out right there. Oh, yeah. And this was the last weekend you could qualify for Boston mm, and I get didn't in know for that. April. Okay. And so there was a bunch of guys coming across and there was this one in particular who crossed and somehow his mom was there and she he like crossed and like wobbled and his mom like rushed over like caught him hugged him and was like you're going to boston whoa and i was like crazy tears oh my gosh i would i'm getting teared up thinking about it yeah yeah it's nice man so that's cool those moments were like my favorite like i could have sat there they did usher me away eventually because they're (laughs) like you can't just hang out here right but I, I love the um this is like in baltimore um the like the f- top 10 will come through or something and because we were doing f- the thing for jordan and like oh you got to keep moving it's like uh there's like one person per minute coming through <laughs> you gotta understand <laughs> these people have had no power their entire year <laughs> you put them in that corral with a little uh yeah. little plastic piece of thing around their neck and they're like I'm going to tell people <laughs> yeah. where they can stand. Today. It's like they were uh, HOA presidents that were just <laughs> meant to be. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. There's nobody there. Excuse me, sir. You've got to move. It's just the rules. <laughs> eh, that's a dumb rule. Look, I'm I don't write the me. rules, but see this little piece of plastic they yeah. handed me? <laughs> but put me in charge. Yeah, today. I feel more than happy to enforce all of them. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I get it when there's like a ton of people coming through. Sure. But it's yeah. like. Literally, there's like five. There is nobody for you as far as you can see coming through the whatever. Yeah. Anyways, well, that's awesome. What'd you do to celebrate? Um, oh, I tried to. So I didn't have my phone or anything because I didn't do bag check because my hotel was right there. And oh, yeah, managed to. I'm not very good at directions. So I like walked <laughs> really? around the that's city. That's surprising to me. Um, I did like two giant circles. <laughs> like, like by myself like i have no idea where i'm going and then finally found my hotel Wait, <laughs> i was like what an idiot but you were pretty close to the i was very close okay like i did i was like walking because it was like some of the streets were cut off because of the race it is weird megan okay. is very intelligent but as far as being like knowing where she is mm. To my defense, I had just run. That's fine. You did at the marathon. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. You found the finish line. That's good. Um, but no, typically, like even when we were doing the Jordan thing, you got lost on your bike and we, I had to find like pull up maps. and <laughs> It's true. Get us there. Yeah. Not the best with directions. But so I basically went back to my hotel and showered and packed up my stuff and then got a lovely beverage at the airport. Bar. Oh, wow. And I brought champagne to the airport when I picked you up, but. But it was all gone because you drank it on the yeah, way there. Was like, <laughs> he she, was like, you actually got to drive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so messed up now. I, I was, was so happy for you. Yeah. I had to celebrate I, on the I, way here. I forget. I brought like a bag of stuff for you. <laughs> yeah. He had waters and champagne and, and chocolate, nice. I think. Nice. And then mm-hmm. uh, she, none of it. She, <laughs> we just drove, yeah. drove home and then we uh, had did, a martini when we got back to the house. Did you eat salmon for dinner? <laughs> I did not. Okay. Would have been funny though. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's amazing. Are you like feeling good? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm like pretty recovered, but I'm still, I didn't do anything for three days. That's good. Do a little bit of, I'll get slowly back into the biking and swimming. And then, yeah, I wanted someone to pace me today. And Megan's like, I can't do that. But then she gets on her bike and mm. 
rides her bike in the house. Like slowly. Yeah. In the house that was slow? Yeah. You were doing one of those workouts where they yell No. I wasn't. I was doing a, a cruise, one of those okay. rides around. No... I was in Switzerland, actually. It still had. Oh, the, it did still... any of those bridges blow? Up? <laughs> no. oh, okay. You still had that bumping music. It was like. Mm, mm, oh well, mm. yeah. I still listen to music. Okay. Yeah. Was it like a club play mix? Yeah, and then somebody's like, "You're doing playlist. great. Keep going." That kind of thing. Oh. They weren't. I heard it. Maybe I just... did. You have a head, the tiny microphone, like <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise and Magnolia. Like, let's no. go. Yeah, none of that. All right. Um. Let's see. Well, that's awesome. I'm. I mean, I was pretty excited. I meant to wish you a good race the night before, but I always forget that people go to bed at like eight o'clock. I kind of was like good without it. You know, I okay. just like was in my own little world. I was like, no one knows what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. And cool. Rob, Robbie and I actually ran together a little bit on Saturday. Yeah, held hands, ran oh. six miles yeah. together. And he wore the um, the Safe Sky stuff. Mm -hmm. Where I look like a... Mimes really ruined the whole striped shirts for everyone. They did. Like, like the, one of them <laughs> was here's like... The, here's the thing. Some striped shirts are okay. That one... <laughs> it's black it's and white Too many shirt. stripes. I like it. Is it. I think it looks good. I like it. I think you need to see it in person. I think maybe the photos didn't do it justice. Robbie... Looked fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I should note that I, of course, wore the Alpha Fly for the race. Sure. Yeah. Rodacious. Rodacious, Boom. which was the color I wore for um, wine glass. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. And we'll wear for NCR. Um, yeah. So we had we ran six miles together. It's pretty yeah. nice. It was cold here. It was like thirty-seven degrees or something that yeah. morning. It was cold. I I continued running after Robbie finished, and it warmed up and. By the end, I was like, I'm overdressed. Mm. Like I had a, a vest and a wool yeah. thing on, uh, like a long sleeve, the say sky long sleeve. And by the end of the run, I was like sweating pretty good. Yeah. You had a very nice opera, opera ski. Yeah. Look going on. I did. Like if there had been like an outdoor fire pit, it would have been perfect. <laughs> we should have done that, man. Yeah. We'll do it later. We need to get one of those solo stoves. Ooh, or go like, to Woodbury Kitchen and just hang out by that giant. Oh yeah, I love that spot. Yeah, that's nice. I feel like if you have a solo stove, that's like how you know you've made it in life. <laughs> really, I'll, I'll need to get one then. Improve. My, I feel like my Yeti cooler is that. <laughs> I mean, they're in, in the same universe for okay. sure. So if I'm sitting by my that what do you call this stove? A solo stove. If I have my solo stove and your with Yeti. a Yeti next to it, yeah. I'm pretty much there. Yeah, you definitely made it. What there. else could you want in life? Something to sit on. <laughs> that Tacozilla. Yeah. The, the truck, camper truck. Actually, I saw something really cool. This is totally has nothing to do with running or anything. But in uh, Paris, there's a pizza restaurant that is entirely manned by robots. Oh, so wow. nobody touches your food, which is now, you know, my dream. Yeah, you're it's in pretty it. much my dream. <laughs> um, but yeah, it even it shoots a little thing of dough out. This thing comes down, slaps it down. Then a robot spreads the sauce. Puts it on. Another one puts it into the oven. Do you think that's the future? I hope it's so. It's definitely the future. It's kind of weird. You know, I don't thinking, like it. I, I don't want either. more people to touch my food. <laughs> I was thinking about the future of running today. And I do believe that we're going to be wearing those sunglasses that Zuckerberg's making. Oh, for and, 100%. And I will be running. Like, you'll sign up for a race. Some people will be physically at the race. Some people will be no. virtually there. And you'll be running right alongside it's them. Like, there'll be a little happen. blue hologram right here. And you're going to be like... You, that's not fair. They could be on a flat course and you could be on a hilly course. Yeah, I mean... That's for, never happening. It, it is. Shutting it down. 
<laughs> I believe it's going to happen. I think we should shut it down, but I also think it's going to happen. I think it, how cool would it be if you couldn't run the marathon with me, but you could like jump in for six miles and run next to me and be like, yeah, you're doing great. I mean, I get that. That'd be kind of cool, but it's a little bit cheating if you ask me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What if you don't have any friends? You're just going to be like, I was thinking person. more like those glasses would have like, you're doing this exact mileage. This. Oh, that's that's already here. You can get that for bicycling. Yeah, for real? Yeah. Like a heads up display. Really? Like your distance, speed, all that stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that like in a helmet or actual glasses? I think it's sunglasses. Hmm. Just like uh, the shield kind. I mean, eventually it's going to be like the contact. You just put contacts in. Or did you get vaccinated? Yeah. That chip's <laughs> supposed to activate oh, yeah, that's my, a, my that, heads up display. When does that kick in, man? <laughs> that's the thing. You don't realize it already has. Really? Yeah, hmm. you're already. <laughs> Why do I still have floaters all in my vision instead of a cool uh, technology? And maybe the floaters numbers. are the cool <laughs> no, technology. <laughs> so first tip. You're coming in, you're coming back. Maybe you ran a marathon this week. Maybe you just ran one like Megan in secret. Who knows what's going on? But just remember, if you're getting back out there, give yourself a little bit of grace. Don't destroy your body coming right out of the marathon. Maybe take it a little more easy. Maybe even consider a couple more extra rest days this week. Yeah, I'm telling you not to run. That's weird. Oh, speaking of like cheating and stuff, the... Is it true that they're banning ibuprofen from UTMB races? We it's not did, ibuprofen. It's, it's Tylenol. Ty- so, acetaminophen, acetaminophen, Excedrin, Tylenol. I think with the yeah, they are. So now they're pushing CBD. The kidney. That stuff does jack up your kidneys. Yeah, if you take a lot of it. Yeah. Or drink like 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 acetaminophen. You're not supposed to take while you're drinking. Yeah, or, but but Advil you can. Yeah. The other one. Right. I don't have a chemistry degree. I don't understand, like, CBD, like, I understand how weed works because you can feel it. Yeah. Like, if you smoke some weed or, or eat an edible, you're going to feel yeah. high. CBD works because you believe it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> uh, like, Tylenol also the works. CBD the CBD that pain... works is the stuff that is laced with DHC. <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm saying, like, you feel, like, when you take a Advil, you immediately, like, whatever pain you had went away. Right. I don't think that's the same thing with CBD. Unless you believe really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> believe in the CBD. Dude, I've had the CBD stuff with that literally s- smells like weed. Yeah. Uh, like a thousand milligrams. Uh, it doesn't do it. <laughs> like, I, there's a place right across the street from our office here. We should probably go check it out. And be like, yeah. The tincture. The tincture. One of my favorite words ever. Um, that stuff. That works. Know, we had this stuff that had actual like THC yeah. that we got high on. <laughs> we were testing some CBD stuff and there was something that you put drops in your drink. And I was like at my desk and I was like, my music sounds really good. <laughs> I'm in a really good mood right now. I said, I, I think this stuff, I might be high. I said to Robbie, I said, I think I'm high. And he was like, uh, yeah, I was like, no way. Like, come on, dude, this stuff's... <laughs> At the time, I thought it was like pseudo regulated. <laughs> I was like, no, they, they make sure they test that. And then, uh, so I, wait, so I was like, Robbie, Robbie's like, let me try it. Yeah. So well, I think we took it at the same time, but I just didn't believe you. Oh. And then, and then I got up from my desk to go to the bathroom. I was like, <laughs> in one of those, like, where you're thinking about the same thing for, but you think, you, yeah. like, you think you've been thinking about it for 10 minutes, but it was really like 30 seconds. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, like, and, uh, like, and so then high. you contacted the manufacturer and he's mm-hmm. like 
Yeah, he's like, that, oh yeah, that batch we were supposed to pull because it had like over the limits of THC. In it. <laughs> like, so right. here we are trying to be good citizens. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. we're Hi. listening to music and thinking weird thoughts in the yeah. bathroom. I was like, uh, we can, we're more than welcome to review more of that if you like. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that one worked. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know what else was kind of cool that happened this week? What happened? Oh, well, which thing? Oh, the, Molly Seidel. Yeah, kind of oh, yeah. ran a little s- small town race. Mm-hmm. Crushed it. New York City Marathon. She come in fourth place. Yes. Overall, but the fastest U.S. time, U.S. female time. Yeah, two twenty-four. In the history of the New York City Marathon. It was like by a minute or more too. Which is, she's she's an animal. It was a PR. And she had two broken ribs. That's the most insane part. I, is that true, Molly? Like, is that is this is this urban legend or is this for real? I mean, urban myth. It sounds like one of those drinking injuries that no one wants. Yeah, like, like when I fell off the back well, of a she golf didn't, cart and you basically <laughs> broke your. When they asked her how it happened, she didn't say why. Yeah. So that's. I, that's I mean, it. I'm I'm not judging her at all. I just, I, we are a hard investigating crew. We need to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Wink one time if it was a drinking yeah. injury, Molly. People were wondering what shoe she was wearing. She was wearing the Deviate Nitro Elite in the new colorway that's coming out for 2022. We, this is a nice segue because we're going to be talking to Puma at the running event, which is coming up here at the end of the month. We're going to be giving away pairs of Puma shoes. We're going to be talking to the designers and the PLM. Todd Falker. We're going to go over the new plated shoe they have that you're probably mm-hmm. starting to see leaks of that annoys us because we were going to be the ones <laughs> to leak it. But um, it's a really interesting shoe. Uh, I think that it's going to bridge the gap because I, I felt like the DV8 Elite, DV8 Nitro Elite. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. names in that shoe. I it It just didn't have the punch that I was looking for in a super shoe. Yeah, like it was good. It was like good in that way that if it came out, two or three years ago you would have been like holy crap i would compare it a lot to the rc elite one mm-hmm. and then i'd also compare it to um maybe the endorphin shoes without the speed roll which i think the speed roll really helps that's pretty accurate um get you there but you know for for what it is we're really excited to see this new carbon plated racing shoe which looks a lot more aggressive Looks like it's going to be a contender up there in the the front ranks. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and again, again, December second. If you're in the Austin, Texas area, uh, we're doing a morning run with Kafuzi and Puma. They're going to be giving out shoes, I think, to like everybody that comes, and um, that's at eight a.m. from the Hyatt. Well, everybody who comes to a limit. <laughs> yeah, people get there. I, honestly, I think these were like I thought I saw them. It was like just like everybody. I think uh, they're going to try. It just depends on how many people yeah, show up. Yeah, and, if it's an yeah. 18 wheeler, but yeah, it should be a great run. And then the the live podcast is at noon at Bangers. Bangers. Which you've heard good things about. So Bangers will be great. We'll have free food and beverages for everybody who shows up. Plus, you're going to be able to ask questions and find out. We're going to have Amy Craig there, uh, who is heading up their training uh, for their Puma athletes. Like I said, Todd Falker, their PLM for the shoe lineup. And a couple so, other athletes as well. Yep. Yeah. We'll be talking about a new shoe. I don't even want to get into it with you, but Anyways. women will be very excited about it. Oh, yeah. All right. 
Is that not, everything? Is that everything? It's not everything because we're also doing a thing uh, with Diodora. Oh yeah. Right. On Friday or I want to say it's Friday, but it's going to be our Friday because it's kind of like a weekend in the middle of the week. But Tuesday night we'll be doing a an event with Diodora. That at the running event down in Austin as well. Yeah, Just, it's going to be in Austin, and uh, it's kind of like the opening ceremonies. We'll go there. We'll get some drinks. We'll try not to have too many drinks, Robbie. Dude, open bar. <laughs> <laughs> Night you one. gotta, you gotta like, you gotta pace yourself. I need to make sure I eat something. That's like my big thing because I don't want to like get off the plane. Do and we need just to get, get into that? Do we need to get something. Featherston to give him a how to handle uh, your beverages? Yeah, weekend Probably, carb yeah. loading. <laughs> yeah, there we go. but yeah, I need to stack up, stack up, stock up on five hour, five hour energies. Oh, jeez, that's yeah. not what you need. We'll be we'll be launching a new shoe for. I want you to do an episode on five hour energies from Featherston for <laughs> fuel for the soul. You should you should call in with your question. That's actually a good idea. We we, we will be doing a um, a shoe launch with the Adore at the at the running event that night. So mm-hmm. there's a new shoe coming out. I don't know that I know that they'll be doing a giveaway again with shoes. It won't be the new shoe, um, but still. Come grab. Yeah. If you hang out with us at the running event, I and mean, you don't get a pair of shoes, then you're doing crazy. it. Well, you'll yeah. give you a handshake or something. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, close call there. With I just didn't know where he was yeah. going. Oh, didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I don't know what I can say. Okay. <laughs> that one's on Robbie. <laughs> Visit Robbie if you don't get a pair of shoes. <laughs> Oh man! All right, yeah, All right. sorry about that. Let's just give a little homage or salute to—I'd um, say salute is probably better—to Shalane Flanagan finishing oh, yeah. up the seven majors. What a beast! And she did an incredible time. Like she was seven almost or kept, six, seven, What's six, seven? six. There's only six majors. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and it was her fastest one, a two thirty-three. Yes, and. The win, like we said, Molly was only nine minutes ahead of her, and yeah, like that's crazy. Top, if you think top about top ten that. women in the pro field, <laughs> the top ten was only a minute and a half ahead of her. That's crazy for running six. What in the last six weeks or something? In, yeah, six weeks, six marathons, six weeks, and they, I think she averaged like in the two two thirties, right? Yeah, two thirties. No, no, she was two uh, forties. Average? Are you sure? Dude, pull that up. Oh, man. Hold the sofa. I mean, I love placing bets. So if you want to throw something on it. I'll throw something on it. A free thing of super Don't coffee. say super coffee. <laughs> I'll lose on purpose. <laughs> um, All right. So free betting a beer. Six I, I, pack of beer. I'll do that. I'll do it. I'll do it. Or one smoogee beer. One of those candy beers. Ice cream sundae. Do you have the times, Megan? Um, the first thing that came up was six fifty two, but that was her goal, was to average six fifty two, oh, which she crushed. That. I'm gonna know Thomas the six pack. I already know it. That's seven hours, basically. Oh, oh gosh, I'm clicking on Runner's World crap. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're gonna get gated. They're gonna try to. Get I think you to I have up. like oh zero articles left. I think I made it. Mm. Um. Wait, do you subscribe? No. no, they give you five per month. Oh, I I just don't go. <laughs> yeah, I usually try not to, but... Okay, the first one was 238. Wait, we're not doing this math right now. All right, all right. 
All right, we'll we'll, we'll pick it, it up. We'll give you an update on the next episode. I know who, Boston, who Boston, and 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 Chicago were in the forties. Yeah, but those are the only two. Yeah, the rest were in the thirties. Two thirty-eight at Berlin. Think about that when you're talking about averages. Thirty-eight. Um. All right. We'll we'll come back to this. All right. Um. Excited for today's guest, Craig Angles. Or I like to call him Krangles. Krangles. Chris Krangles. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He brings all the presents to all the good. Girls and boys who are running their repeats. Was there one moment in the interview where you were kind of like, what? Oh, yeah. So stick around. Yeah. Some interesting stuff. Yeah. He's a wild card. Yeah. I got caught off guard with that one. I wish I'd asked a follow-up question to it. Yeah. We need to get better at that. Yeah. We need to really dive deep. Yeah. All right. I think we had an opportunity to miss there. Yeah. You guys are really selling this podcast. We're getting better at it. No, No, I think you still want to hear it. You just are also going to be like, hmm, I want to know more. We'll have him back on. Yeah. All right. Check it out. All right. Today, we're excited to have Craig Engels on the podcast. Craig is a Nike athlete, a... uh, you don't have a mustache right now. I was gonna say a mustache. Yeah, I'd say it's, it's there, it's but you haven't shaved the beard in a little while. Yeah, I, I honestly, when I saw you guys, I was about to say, is it legal to have this many mustaches in one podcast? <laughs> yeah, I don't consider mine a mustache. It's kind of like it's the holding. Same. Yeah, yeah I'm holding cool. space for my beard. Okay, yeah. Um, I've been keeping it up for a little bit, and I don't know that it's street legal or that we need a. You take, have a permit, open carry permit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, so Craig, uh, welcome to the show. I didn't go through the, everything you've done in your past, but we can talk about that. Yeah. If you want to start there, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, again, I don't know if it's legal to talk about my, about my past week. <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out if, if Apple flags us, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I say, I say get into it, Robbie. Yeah. So maybe talk about a little about where you're from, you know, your running career, uh, maybe where you're at now, we get into that. I mean, starting, uh, I'll say, you know, I, when I was in high school, Ronald Reagan was president. And Ronald. so it kind of <laughs> blows my mind that you went to a high school <laughs> called Ronald Reagan high school. <laughs> yeah. Well then you, you just spoiled my whole high school history right there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, so I'm not quite sure what the, the demographic of listeners is, but uh, I'm a professional track and field athlete now uh, for Nike, and I grew up in a small town called Pofftown, North Carolina, right outside uh, Winston-Salem, where uh, I guess a majority of the cigarettes in the country were, right. were factoried for many years. <laughs> so um, yeah, I was born and raised there, and then I, I went to college at NC State for two and a half years. And um, then I transferred to Ole Miss. Um, right after that, I moved to Portland. And now I'm back at Ole Miss finishing my master's degree. And nothing really happened in between all that. <laughs> COVID. All right. Um, and that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, it was great having you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the um, master's degree because uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. aware of that. Um, yeah, I, I started um, – well, I finished school in, you know, four and a half years or whatever. So I had one semester at Ole Miss where um, I had to figure out what to do. And I had already taken scuba diving and I had already <laughs> finished my theater classes. So I was like, all right, let's do something productive. 
And uh, I ended up starting an MBA. And um, I've been slowly working on it when I was in Portland, like one class a year, you know. And I got an email where they said, you, you only have like one more year to finish this degree. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> oh, so wow. uh, I, I decided to come. Yeah. I decided to come back here for a football season so I could have some fun while I'm, while I'm finishing my degree. Nice. So sprint to the finish. So what is the degree going to be in? Yeah, it's a master's of business. So uh, I did mostly theater and renewable energy for undergrad. And I figured um, if I ever want a real job. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go one down one of Do those Do you rounds. want a real job though? I mean. I absolutely don't. That's what. I, every class I take, it just shows me more and more that I don't want a real job. Yeah, you should come, you should come work with us. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all fake over yeah. here. Um, so that is interesting. So, uh, because I know, you know, obviously you had a professional running, you are still have a professional running career with Nike, and we did see, you know, after the Olympics and the Olympic trials and everything, you kind of. You know, you said you might be going back to school, which of course you did. You did. And um, yeah, do you? What do you? Where are you at in your career right now? That, like, what are you feeling? Um. Wow. You really want to get into this? Yeah. yeah you want to know how I'm feeling? Yeah. You want me to start crying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we want Craig Angle tears. Yeah. Okay, and please bottle them for us. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I, I like. It's still I'm still like reflecting on my feelings from the trials and stuff because, like, part of me didn't care, but part of me did care for my family. I don't know, but um, basically, I, I debated retiring after, and everyone around me, my family, and everything, they were saying like, "Oh, come on, like, just give it a little bit more. You're you're still young." Um, and so I was like, "Well, I'm not motivated here in Portland when it's cold and rainy and." I uh, have no training partners, so I'll go back to school and train with the team and see if I if I can't get fired back up. And that's what I did, and it's been working. And um, I've like I'm like happier with running right now than I've ever been in my life. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that people yeah. don't expect like the waves that happen in running, and even on an amateur like jogging profession like I have, it's it's more <laughs> you know you have highs and lows, and you have times when you're motivated and times when you're not. And certainly when you don't perform the way that you want to, it's easy to start thinking, well, that's, I'm never going to have one of those banner days again. And it's, it's amazing how many times you, we talk to people and hear stories of the comeback basically after a bad, um, not saying that your performance was bad at all, but saying that a disappointing performance to them there follows up with, with a, a high after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not like I'm not looking for people to ever feel bad for me. Like I live the dream. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want I don't want people to ever think like, oh, I feel so bad. He didn't race well, you know. No, I don't think but, it's um, that we feel bad. Yeah. I think that the 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 difference is we're fans, so we're watching the trials, and you're my horse. I go, that's the guy. That's my guy who's going. <laughs> and you know, I'm like, I'm putting pressure on you. You don't even know it. You're not. You don't. You, I'm sure you feel a collective pressure. But, you know, we're, we're like, okay, that's the dude. He's cool. We like that guy. That's the one we want to see go. And so we're, you know, it, it was also Kiara D'Amato when she didn't make um, the Olympic team this year because of her injury. Uh, that one was another one that I was like, dang, that that's a hard, you know. But the silver lining on all of this is the Olympics aren't four years away. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
but three years is still a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll have her masters by then. <laughs> I did. Oh yeah, I'll be a genius. <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah, I, I did want to, you know, talk about if you're open to talking about the the Olympic trials because that was such a you know culmination of so many things in your career and something a goal you had been working for for so long, and uh, and you know you do have an Instagram presence that uh, a lot of people like and is like super fun and outgoing. But I know, uh, you know, when a disappointing race happens or something for, for you personally, it's a little bit harder to put yourself out there. And I just wanted to know, you know, coming off of that, um, you know, just how that race was and coming off of that. The build for up you. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess back to what, what we said before is it's, it's just strange having a job where people have like a window into it and they see your success and they see your failures. But, um, somehow I've done a good job of when I, so, sometimes when NBA players or NFL players, like a kicker fails, they get like berated, you know, but everyone was so nice to me after the trials. It was, <laughs> you know, it was, it was cool. And I guess it shows people don't care. I mean, people care, like they want to see me run well, but they also care about, like, I don't know. They they were so nice to me, so it felt really good. Um, but I I also wanted to perform for those people that are so nice to me that don't yeah. even know me. Yeah. Um. But so, but the, the the lead up into the trials, I was so fit, and on that day, like I've um, thought about that race a lot, and I don't think I ever would have beat Cole Hawker. Mm. But <laughs> I would have beat if I if I like hadn't got myself boxed in, I would have beat Yard and Centro for sure. But I got boxed in, so I can't say anything. But um, I don't know. And and that was what was tough is, like, I don't want to go into a race looking for second ever. So I was like, shoot, is Cole Hawker just going to be this dominant guy for the next, you know, the end of, for the end of my career? Uh, so it was, it was a little, like, weird thinking about that. <clears throat> um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I really just wanted to, like, shift my focus and enjoy my summer, so. I actually didn't really even watch the race till a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. So this is yeah. something that's interesting to me because we don't particularly have a track background. So, uh, you know, you mentioned about getting boxed in. Can you explain kind of how that happens in the middle of a race, especially if that's not a position you want to be in? Um, yeah. I mean, every race has different strategies and, and, on maybe on TV, a fifteen hundred looks like it's long, but it goes by like that. It, it's so crazy. It, it feels like maybe thirty seconds, and even though it's you know almost four minutes. But um, I had a plan to move with five hundred meters to go, um, and I guess everyone else had the same plan. <laughs> so I was in perfect position, and then all of a sudden, I just found myself so boxed in, and I didn't want to panic, but I knew I like needed to get going but I just couldn't. And, um, I didn't get out until 200 meters to go and it was too late there. Did you watch the Olympics? Yeah, I did. <laughs> what did you think of the performance of, you know, I know it's always sensitive. You don't want you, there. I mean, Matt's practically a teammate, right? Who? Centrowitz. He's my teammate. Yeah. I'd say quite the contrary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But he's he's on the scene. He's sponsored by the scene. Yeah. Well, I I, fig- yeah, yeah, I, I don't know the exact dynamics of it, but, 
But I, I was going to say, you're watching them. Well, this will make the question easier because I was like, you're watching them and you're seeing their performance compared to what you're probably imagining in your head would have been your performance in the day. What did you think of the, what did you think of the race? Um, and well, I guess only one us guy made the final, uh, I'm not sure how much you guys watched of it, but the guy who got third in the trials actually pulled out yeah. of the Olympics. Yeah. So, um, my parents, like my parents were so bummed and everything when I was watching the final, um, I was cheering for Cole Hawker. I mean, he's so good that like he PR by, I think like five seconds. He's yeah, he's going to, he's going to be unreal. So, um, I was cheering for him, but he was the only U S guy that made the final, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And then I guess, you know, you took a little bit time off there for the, uh, after the trials and kind of what'd you do in between the time? I know you did the mile, (laughs) Uh, the mustache mile then for the rest of the summer, but kind of what'd you do to decompress after the, uh, after the trials? Um, I, I just hung out with my friends, man. Uh, I had uh, a bunch of my childhood friends come to the trials. So I got to hang out with them for a few days. And then, um, you know, I, I probably didn't run for like a week, but then I just raced. I just raced maybe like six times in four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I had so much fun, like getting to tour the United States and hang out with all the, um, all the runners that were at the races with me. So I had, I had the time in my life this summer, obviously at the back of my mind, I was still like sad about the Olympics, but you got to move on. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a thing like, you know, I think if you're hyper-focused on one thing and kind of shut out all those other things in your life, um, if you don't have that support system or friends or family or even other interests, I think a lot of runners, even that we talk to, are solely focused on running, which obviously is good, but there's when running falls apart, it becomes kind of difficult. I mean, we talk... We oh, talk, yeah. Yeah, and we talk to people who have, uh, again, you know, family's support system who thought maybe they were out of running and came back into running. You know, my, I guess everybody would wonder like if you're going to reload and you're saying, okay, three years away from the Olympics, is the 1500 still going to be, or is that still going to be your goal distance? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so th- it's actually, it's funny the the 1500s changed so much. Um, Honestly, for the past like twenty years, it's been sit and kick <laughs> since like since like Al Garouge. and all of my high school, my college, and my first like two years of pro running, we would train as if it was just you know you'd want to have the fastest eight hundred PR, and you 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 want to like be able to close in forty nine seconds for the last four hundred, but it's not going to be like that for the foreseeable future. You have to train like a five K guy. And be able to run three thirty three three times in a row mm. in in you know in like ten days, so um, it's a whole new ball game, and you have to train for the five k. So um, I've been doing that, and I've been like reevaluating what I need to do to be better. But um, it's kind of sad because I love the eight hundred so much, and I think I'm gonna have to give like give up that speed so that I can get strong for a five k. Second check-in. Obviously, if you're listening this way, you're running, you're either not recovering from your marathon or you're disregarding simple, smart advice to kick it back and take a week off. But 
I don't know. At this point, you're out here. You're doing it. So just don't don't push it too hard. Unless you're getting ready to run a marathon, then push it real hard. <laughs> uh, let's move on to uh, some more uh, lighthearted talk, maybe. No. <laughs> okay. So we always see you on Instagram, you're traveling around an RV. And I can't tell if it's the same RV or if you've gone through <laughs> a freaking graveyard of... <laughs> many Winnebago's over your lifetime. So can you talk about, you know, the traveling lifestyle and uh, your love for RVs? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I posted on. I like, I don't know what people think because everyone has different thought processes, but I've had like eight different RVs that I, I, I buy them, I fix them up and I sell them. Okay. Oh, wow. gotcha. That, so that's basically the main thing, but people think I live in them. <laughs> so I was under the impression, which, too. which I like. <laughs> Not that you live in one, hey. but that you extensively travel in them. I had a I had a Volkswagen Westphalia. Mm. I love that thing, except for it literally like nothing ever worked on. Like the electrical system <laughs> would go out. It was, it was it was yeah, it was a mess. <laughs> Uh, so do you come from a mechanical background? Or I thought you were going to ask it like a gypsy lifestyle. <laughs> do you come from a traveling band of nomads? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was born on a train in a train cart in Nebraska. You just carry a stick with like a hobo bag over your shoulder wherever you go. That's perfect. Um, but yeah. So do you come from a mechanical background where you have fixed things up in the past? Or is that just something you learn on your own? Uh no, I don't think so. <laughs> like, uh, YouTube has been very helpful, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, my parents, you know, uh, they would, they would do everything themselves. I don't think they could afford, like they may have been able to afford people to come and fix it up, but they would do it themselves, everything. Um, so I just like watched them when I was a kid and, and learned from them and they would have me like, you know, they would have me carry and stuff and going to get them tools when they needed it. But I, I would watch and learn. Nice. So, um, your family, you know, you said you grew up outside Winston-Salem and, um, did your family, do you have runners in your family as well? Or is that something you just kind of picked up in high school? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I think, well, maybe my grandpa, my grandpa was all right. He ran for Tennessee, but, um, I think he ran like 430 in the mile, but, but also I think that was pretty good back in the day when uh, like, I think he's 90 years old now. So, Oh, he just 70 years ago he was in college you know that's so crazy that is now um but went, yeah that was cool you said you went to nc state right for two and a half years i did yeah okay before that. now is that was that a tough decision between being a tar hill and going to nc state or were you were just like hey this is where the track team is i'm going there <laughs> i don't know yeah i um i don't think i'm smart enough for unc <laughs> <laughs> I, bar- I barely, I barely got an NC State. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, so why did you end up going from NC State to Ole Miss then? Um, depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did. I got in a little bit of trouble. Just stupid decisions as a freshman. Nothing crazy. Um, but then I also was just hurt for two and a half years, and I was debating just quitting running overall. Um. And going to a school called Appalachian State, where all my friends went in the mountains. But um, my high school coach was like, "Hey, I'm friends with the old Miss coach. If you just want to give it one more go." So basically, that's that's how that worked out. Dang, that was that um, was helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. 
but it's so I, yeah, I came down here and it was so like all my injuries went away and I started having fun and enjoying college and that my life like turned around. Why do you think that turned around like that? Like what was the difference maker? Um, I honestly, I think just the shift from high school to college was too much for me to be able to handle. And I burned too many bridges and I just had this stress and like, I felt like I was disappointing everyone. So just a whole fresh start was what I needed. And that's what I got. Gotcha. How did, how did Nike come into the picture? Nike, uh, shoot. They, well, sometimes they off. Yeah. Uh, basically I ran the Olympic trials in 2016 and that's when I found out that pro running was actually a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was still in college and, um, an agent came up to me after and was like, are you debating going pro? I'm like, no, I'm going, <laughs> like I'm going on a road trip with my buddies after this. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so they, uh, I stayed in contact with that agent actually. And the next year that, you know, a, a few companies came to my agent and offered, offered me. Nice. That's a great position. And man. so what, wait, what were your plans after college then? If you weren't gonna, if you had no intentions of going pro and you were also weren't sure like exactly yeah. professional scuba diver. Yeah. Were you just going to travel and kind of <laughs> hang out? <laughs> yeah. I'd be, a, I'd be an acting scuba diver. <laughs> Underwater actor. I, dude, yeah. I sometimes, I mean, I think about that often where I don't know where I'd be. I'm sure I'd, I'd be fine and having fun, but um, this is a, this is a lifestyle that like, I'm really glad it happened. Yeah. But who, who, who absolutely, who knows? <laughs> I mean, it seems nice. In Probably a way, on the train. <laughs> it seems nice because the running, being a professional runner does allow you some flexibility for a schedule as far as, you know, you can still do things um, that are, you know, travel, hang out with friends and stuff like that and still get in your workouts and everything. Yeah. 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 It's definitely tough. Um, you, you, if you want to be as serious of a runner as you can, you should definitely yeah. be at home recovering. But I still get it done when I'm on the road, which sometimes is tough. <laughs> um, so this summer you did the mustache mile, which um, if people aren't watching this since it's a podcast, it's a mile. Uh, Craig Angles, <laughs> uh, you were kind of made famous for your mustache over the last year. So it, the mustache mullet <laughs> Wait, combo. Robbie thought you were going to shave off your mustache and your, and your mullet. Didn't? You the mullet's gone. No, it's not. It's like growing back. Who was the okay? Was that for real? The dude, or, or did you set it up? It looks a little set up there. Uh, the dude that cut your mullet off. So I think when the video <laughs> on your Instagram, there's a lot of broken hearts over that. I think uh, some a large unfollowing of ladies on your Instagram after that happened. So uh, the women will tell you they don't like mullets. Mass exodus. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It seemed, it seemed like the Instagram algorithms were all thrown off after yeah. that happened. Um, but anyways, so yeah, your mullet's gone. Mustache is still I don't think there. it's gone. It's coming. It was gone. It's what do you, what is your consensus? Do you have a mullet? I'm actually going, I mean, I was going to get a haircut and then, I have this podcast, so I had that the the West flag. I cut it off, and I haven't really edited it since then. So I need to go get it. I need to go to Great Clips and get it looking beautiful. Okay. So, but are we keeping it going though? Uh, it'll be back one day when I want it. All right. 
Do you think? Uh, I think there's power in the mullet. Like, shockingly, like- now he- hear me out. I, this may be shocking to you, but women don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I th- there may be certain women who do Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's some, I'm sure you've got some fans. <laughs> I think it's like one of those. When, when I'm out in public, it's 99.9% men complimenting me. <laughs> and the other 0.01% is myself complimenting me. <laughs> well, at least you're happy with it. That's, you know, that's worth something. No, but I think it is like, it's tough because you have a trademark and I think your quote was like, you just didn't want to be the runner with the mullet and the mustache. But at the same time, I mean, there's something great about being easily recognized and easily spotted, especially on the track, especially in a group of runners like that. And you kind of own that lane. I guess a little bit. I mean, I go back and forth between it where it's like, do I want to be egotistical and, maybe you know bring more fans into the sport or do i just want to be myself (laughs) but i think that having the mullet is a mixture of myself and egotistical me (laughs) 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 so i do enjoy it but then like when i want it off i don't want people being like oh man why'd you cut it you know i did have to ask though when you did grow out the mullet did you have an inspiration behind it like was it billy ray joe hazard yeah anything like that no, dude, we were just so dumb and poor that we couldn't afford haircuts. So, so we just, did, at Ole Miss, we were just like cutting each other's hair and thinking it was funny. <laughs> okay. I love I, it. Because you only had to cut the sides. You just Again, I'll go back right to there. my childhood. I, the mullet was cool. Half shirts were cool. Maybe you can bring back half shirts. Oh, ah, there you go. Like half shirts and, and mullets. Oh, oh right? like uh, crop tops? Yeah. I mean, I had, I in fourth grade, I rocked half shirts all the time. And if I, and at that time there wasn't a lot of money to go around, <laughs> I was making those myself. You get a regular t-shirt and you just <laughs> cut it. In half. Cut it, with scissors. <laughs> it was a look that and OP shorts with like tube socks. Yeah. I think I had Nike. That is a, certainly yeah. a look for yeah. sure. Um, so I guess we should ask you since you are a Nike sponsored athlete and we do talk about running shoes a lot. What's your uh, favorite go-to Nike shoe? Uh, for training if say like i guess you can give a spike or yeah, give us all and, of and then all, yeah, like you don't all, run all spikes the all the time yeah we'll go we'll go with the the lineup i run um 90 of my runs in peg 38s pegasus 38s um the the 37s weren't i was not a big fan of heel lift but the do what was it the heel lift in the 37 no, it was the tongue. So I mm. never, I, once I tie my shoes, I never untie or, or retie them. Oh yeah. So I like slipping them on and the, the tongue would always go in the shoe. Ah, <laughs> uh, that would be a deal breaker. I'm the same way. And I can, I can, uh, attest to that. <laughs> Get them some lock laces. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I actually got DM by those people. Really? Lock laces. Yeah. They're like, they wanted to send free product. Honestly, you should, just, this is you should take the free product because I, it, they're they, actually kind of useful. Again, like the mullet, most women don't like them. Like from, yeah. from my experience, <laughs> like they're like, why are you putting those in your shoes? But it creates a really nice fit. Yeah. And you can slip and slide them. Functional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I thought they were pretty gimmicky and then I got them. And I was like, for someone who's lazy, this is actually kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, they better be paying us for this ad right now. I know, Seriously. right? We just with Craig Angles, we yeah. just gave him a huge hit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you, Peg Thirty Eight Daily Trainer, 
Like you don't right. even care about uh, the vapor fly and the alpha fly and that doesn't even enter your mind, does it? I had never worn them until last week. <laughs> oh, wow. I, so I, I did, I raced in an, um, I think they're next percents, but, um, on a road race one time and I didn't like, I didn't love it, but now I started doing a workout. I did a workout yesterday and, um, the next percents and they're so good. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Do you run in the dragonfly? Um, I tried those and the other, and the new victories. Okay. So, uh, I really like the, the, the new victories the most where they have the airbag in the front and you're really high on your toes. Right. And that one's legal. Legal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just yeah. making sure. But my, my favorite workout shoes are, of all time are the streak LTs. Mm. Okay. I like the and Nike put spikes in them too. Okay. I haven't, I haven't seen them with spikes. I liked uh, like for the street, the streaks, the same ones that Iliad wore before he wore the next percent. There we go. Let me see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those have teeth. <laughs> so that would be like your 5k shoe. Well, that's my workout shoe. Cause it's always raining in Portland. So I have to have spikes on the track. Okay. But yeah. So, I mean, I always have kids messaging me asking what shoes to wear. And basically I just use the Pegasus 38s. I would get a pair of next percents and I would get a pair of dragonflies. Nice. Those are the three staples. Yeah. All right. I mean, the, yeah. the nice thing about the pegs, which they work for everyone, literally anybody can wear that shoe and it'll be fine. Yeah. That's one of our favorites. I, it continually like this year we had a debate cause we're picking our favorite shoes of the year right now and getting ready for that post. And a different brand shoe is probably going to win, but honorable mention we gave to Peg. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a nice shoe that can kind of do I mean, everything. You can trail run in that shoe. It has a decent enough like tread on it. <laughs> yeah. It is crazy how much better Nike's shoes have gotten. I, I remember when uh, when I was in high school, like I would never have bought Nike shoes, but now they're the top. Like, I mean, their training shoes are the top of the line for sure. And their spikes. Their spikes have always been, but. All right, final check-in. Thanks for listening to the show. Appreciate you every week. And uh, I guess the theme of the check-ins this week has been take care of yourself. So make sure that you're listening to your body, taking that time to rest, recover, do all the smart things and uh, so that you're ready to race again or ready to start training again through the winter. And don't forget, we got winter grit coming up. You're going to need to be in good shape for that. So what was I going to ask? Can you, I want to go ahead. Yeah, can, yeah. can you kind of explain what it's like because we haven't really talked to a Nike athlete about all the different training groups and different like clubs within Nike. So you had Oregon Project, you had Bowerman, you have all that, the different groups. How do they all work together and how, how is it like you, when we brought up Matt, you were like, not, I wouldn't necessarily think of him as a teammate. I just assume everybody who's on a brand is like, hey, we're buddies and everything's all good. <laughs> But can you explain kind of how those groups break apart and how they all work with Nike and how much interaction you guys actually have? Yeah, uh, Nike has three groups, and they're actually all in Oregon. I mean, there's Oregon Track Club in Eugene and then us and Bowerman in, in Portland. So there's a bit of a rivalry between all of us just because – the I think the coaches have more of a rivalry than the athletes where they wanna they wanna perform better than the other groups, you know. It'd be like if the 
the uh, in a company like Nike, the uh, you know the marketing team wants to perform better than the sales team and stuff. So that's how it goes there. But I, I'm um, I'm friends with a lot of those guys. I, like Evan Jager is my favorite runner in the world, and he's so like I was a, I was um, I was trying steeple out for the first time ever one time, and he was giving me tips and pointers. I'm like, this dude's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but we don't we don't work together too often. Like they have their own budget, we have our own budget. They have their own sales of their gear, and we have our own sales. Um, but when when an athlete goes pro with Nike, they get to choose which group. Oh, oh really? I didn't. So it's like slit. There's not yeah. a sorting hat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. What would what would I would, is Oregon Project Slytherin? Yeah, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Bowman's Hufflepuff. Yeah, they. Um, I got to go out to the track there, the Michael. Um, I can't think of it. You know, the track right there at the headquarters. Oh, Michael Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, Michael yeah. Johnson. And, uh, you know, I was like, this is one of the coolest tracks. And obviously, you know, having a forest right in the center of the, the track is pretty cool. Um, and I just assumed that all you guys were just hanging out there all the time. And between that and, you know, Oregon, uh, you know, just hitting that <laughs> Hayward Field and stuff like that. But I, I guess it, you moved to Ole Miss because you said, you weren't training with teammates right now. Yeah, the um, I guess like when the the Oregon Project was already two separate groups. There was Alberto and there was Pete. And when Alberto's group left, there was no one to train with. So, um, it, yeah, it was just rough. Like I trained alone for the past like two and a half years. Basically, I, I had stints where I had Eric Jenkins and Donovan Brazier. But a majority of the time, I was training alone. That's so weird. Yeah, um, and it's so hard. I mean, well, that's why I think the whole thing with track is that you're pushing against other athletes, and you're training with other athletes, and kind of bringing the best out of each other. Exactly, and that, and that's what I hope for. Um, and like while I've been here, Pete has been building our group back up. There's so many good girls on the team, but we're still trying to recruit some guys. Um, he just doesn't want to throw people on the group that are that aren't like worthy of being in the group. So he he's really meticulous about who he has joined. Well, that should give you some confidence right there that you're on a you know a level team that they're like, yeah, that guy is not. <laughs> we can't bring on that guy. Additionally, like you look at um, you know just in general the whole Salazar thing and what that did to the Oregon project and. And that was that a distraction coming up into the uh, training for the Olympics? Like, how, how did that affect you and people around you when all that was going on? Um, it never really affected me too much. It, um, in 2019 in Doha, when he like actually got banned, the like it happened when I was in high school. Like this, the stuff that was referenced in the case. Right. So I was like, I was confused why I was being interviewed about it because i'm like i truly don't know anything and then people be like yeah right he knows so much i'm like i don't well i think people but assume that he was rolling up to the parking lot with like a trunk full of needles <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah that's what it made it seem like and i'm like, <laughs> I'm like look <laughs> yeah what i did i never saw a trunk full of needles guys but um yeah it was confusing why they were interviewing me and not centrowitz because like I guess Centrist had just moved to Bowerman. I'm like, this dude was literally here for all of it. 
I do, <laughs> like, you know, I just joined the group. I don't know what the hell's going on here. So, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was weird, but that was like the only time it was ever a distraction. And like, I'm very obviously not doping. <laughs> I'm That's not good news. That good. <laughs> do you, um, you know, you mentioned that it, there's a lot of great women on the team right now that you're trying to recruit some other men. Do you feel like that whole situation has uh, made it a bit harder to attract athletes or does the Nike name still hold up? I think it holds up, but I'll let Craig answer it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and you, you know, it didn't deter me. I just wanted to, I wanted to be under Pete Julian. who was the best coach in the, like in the country at the time. So I don't know what other people are thinking, but that my thought process was just, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I, I want to be coached by one of the best coaches. Gotcha. Do you feel like women's running right now is having a stronger, I don't know, moment than the men's side side of things? Or do you think that we just are focused on the women? In America or in the world? In USA. <clears throat> uh, dang, I don't know. I know women are women runners are paid more. Um so I guess that shows you from a marketing standpoint that more people are paying attention to the women. Yeah. I did not know that. Um, but I didn't know that either. It makes sense <clears throat> though, with how many women are coming, even into the casual end of the sport, uh, the surge of new runners is heavily female. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good, that's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, no, I mean like we had the, we had a, gold and bronze medalist in the Olympics in the 800 for America, which is sick for the girls and the guys. Um, I mean, Donovan could have been there, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously you're still training for the 1500 and all that, but do you foresee yourself, you know, when your time comes to, to tap out of that, to move towards longer distances or would you just, kind of move on and maybe go into coaching or whatever else. If I ever have to run another 5k, <laughs> I might just retire on the spot. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so like zero, yeah. zero interest in like, we're not going to see you lining up at Chicago. Come on, dude. <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so what do you think you, you know, you're going there for a business degree right now. Um, what would your interest be? Like if you weren't doing running, yeah, what's, what are we like doing right now? What, what would you be doing? Yeah, it's been at the, like in the forefront of my thoughts recently, but I, um, either be working with renewable energy or renovating RVs full time. Nice. Cool. You got to check out go Westy. Have you? Um, so have you ever looked into, so this is something I actually have done in the past where, uh, when, when I was in a band, we had a diesel van and we converted it to run on vegetable oil. Um, so it was like, <laughs> it was a wild time, yeah. like traveling the country, Smell great. pumping grease out of restaurant dumpsters <laughs> and basically just running dude that's sick yeah just running on free grease so i didn't know if you had any experience in converting anything like that no but um i think down the line once i you know got enough capital i would 
do full electric RVs. Oh, cool. That's cool. Is that? Yeah, because in, in an RV system right now, you basically have, you have propane, electricity, and gas. Yeah. Um, and if you could just knock it yeah, all onto electric. electric, it'd be so perfect. Are there any RVs right now that do like full solar panels? Um, like on top that generate a lot of their, I don't, I don't think, is that even possible? I don't think they generate enough energy yeah. yet. Like my go, my Westie, I had a solar panel. I put out it just basically to run like the auxiliary electrics. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. And it works some of the time. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they actually, there's a company that just started making sailboats that are full electric Oh. and I'd love to go work for them. Yeah. Cause they, you- they don't even have, well, they're, I guess they're not sailboats anymore. They they don't have a sail, <laughs> but but they just their whole roof is solar and it generates enough electricity for them to to go around um, the world. Okay, so there's also a new truck company called Rivian that just took over. Yeah, have you heard of them? Oh yeah. Okay, they're cool looking trucks. They're full electric. That when you start talking about RV, they, I've, I'm like they're the perfect uh, complement to it because you could either extend the you know the bed and put mm. something there or if it's going to tow something that's electric, I don't know. Uh, those are cool. They're, you should check them out. They're like little okay. like trucks basically. Yeah. Yeah. What, what about you guys? If you had, if you had billions of dollars, would you just focus on just the podcast or what would you guys be doing? Well, we do more than just a podcast, but I, I would pretty much be doing think, this, but maybe with more travel. I think, yeah. I mean, I think we'd still be doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, that's maybe. cool. You guys are living the dream. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we, it's kind of cool. We have, um, so between this, the website, YouTube channel, podcast, we have a pretty good little uh, running media company going. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely like, I do think about that. Like, if I would, um, retire but i don't feel it's like i wish like when i used to have a job where i would want to be like i want to retire someday now i'm like i think this is what i would still be doing (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah the other thing it's like we're pro runners without having to run fast (laughs) yeah we hacked the system (laughs) (laughs) yeah without having to suffer yeah Yeah. it's it's really well we still suffer but it's at a much slower pace (laughs) it's kind of sad (laughs) Um, so that's interesting that you no, have, that's cool. That's that... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, that's like my favorite question to ask people is, uh, if you had unlimited money, what would you be doing? And it's I, like, not many people can answer that question saying what they're doing. Well, I think there's a thing like most people. Yeah. Like when you, when you offer that to people, they'd be like, Oh, I travel and do this and this, which is all great. But I that... think we'd still like, I would do the travel. Like it, it would be instead of, if I had billions of dollars, I'd fly Craig Engel into the studio right, yeah. to do a live here. And then I'd invite a bunch of friends to go for a run with you later, as long as it was shorter than 5k. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you'd cut my hair. No, nah, <laughs> no, we'd get you extensions. Yeah, <laughs> take you down the block. Uh, yeah. I think that a lot of people just think that they would do these things Drastic that are changes. sound like vacation or just living like, but that that's not, that doesn't bring happiness in long term. It's cool. I think you get bored too. Yeah, because you're not doing anything real productive. Yeah. You're just like so. So wait a second. You've got a billion fun. dollars now, Craig. Yeah. What are you doing, dude? I think I'm opening up a dog daycare. All right. <laughs> like, but here's 
I would have a brewery next to it and then I'd have a kid's daycare next to it. So the parents just come Damn. and I'd have an old person daycare. So the, you know, the parents would just come drop the whole family off. And then after work, they'd come get a beer and then pick up their whole. <laughs> I love it. It's like, it's a place with no responsibility. You just leave all your responsibility. It would be great if you had someone that would like yeah. pay your bills and read your mail. And then you just leave. I think they're doing that near they us. They are. We have one going in that's like a dog and. It's a bar inside of a dog park. Yeah. So you take your dog down there. They have a dog park and you just drink your beers while your dog gets to run around. And then they also have like a dog bath area and stuff. I think it's like a human bath area combined with the dog. I'm fine with that too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That works. I did have this idea. Like I'm surprised no one's picked it up yet. So feel free to use this. This might be it. This is, it was basically a, laundromat that's also a bar so you know like in college towns they have done that have they actually done that buds but it's like a little is it like a nice bar where you go in and like hang out or is it super i've never been to a laundromat that i wanted to hang out at but have you you live in or i forget where old miss is but is that a thing there or have you seen that before no my parents told me about it when they were in college but really I I'm I'm on a team where I I don't know how many laundromats I've ever been in that that I'd like to hang out in. <laughs> That's what I mean. Make they, it a good experience. No, no, no. That's the thing. Like you can, they have places that mix beer with everything. Like there's a shoe sto- a running shoe store in Colorado that has a bar in it. Yeah. There's, you know, <laughs> of uh, course, all this stuff. So anybody who likes beer is like, let's just add beer to what I'm doing today. Yeah. And that's <laughs> it. <laughs> and they're like, great business model. Yeah. I mean, you could have folding, like concierge services. For I like folding that. Clothes. I, I like a, that. I get a classy experience. I don't know. I like whatever. Fluff and fold. Um, <laughs> but, by the way, what is, what's your uh, favorite beer of choice? Um, <laughs> Bush light. All right. We're going, is it, is it, Hey, have you done a beer mile recently? I haven't. I'm still waiting on, on a, a good time. Okay. Yeah, Cause like it. a, that that choice of beer might be a good one. I mean, Bushlight, it's a little foamy, but I like I'm a I was always a big fan of Keystone Light as well. Um Bushlight's a good one. Obviously PBR. PBR in Portland. They don't have Bush Light in Portland, so I'll oh, have okay. a PBR there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's an East Coast thing. Yeah, PPR's pretty isn't but PBR is like brewed in North Carolina right now, isn't it? Yeah, but it's ironically hipster out in Oregon because they have all the right. really good beers yeah. out there. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to get the crappiest beer. It's like Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Or Natty Bow here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you just do that. Natty Bow is the Baltimore one, but honestly, I'm not that into it. It's not even brewed here anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> but if, if I did drink a nice beer, which is very rare, I would have a sour which you're either on board with me or you're going to hate me. I'm on board. With no, I, I, he was at a kid's, uh, Halloween costume parade. Oh yeah. And I rolled up, pulled out a sour, gave it to him and t- tell me that wasn't a good sour. No, it was, it, that wasn't a, that was one of those milkshake beers, which yeah. are like, tastes like a freaking, it said sour on it, but <laughs> it, was, it was like, it literally, it tastes like, like a candy smoothie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was good for <laughs> Halloween. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah, sour is especially good like after a race or like a hard effort. And you know, then, I'm surprised you haven't asked him about because you love music. What? And Craig looks like a guy who loves music. No, 
We got time. You, are you Go ahead. Like Hold right. on. I want to ask you, what'd you dress up? What'd you dress up as for Halloween, real quick? So let's see. This year, I actually, because I was just trying to get my kids out the door, I didn't even dress up as anything. Last really? last oh, year, you had the mustache. You could have been so many good well, costumes. I, I was. What was funny is we were at one of the uh, houses, and the guy was like, "You should have been pre Fontaine for Halloween." And I was like, <laughs> "Damn it!" I was like, yeah. "You're right." Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously the this the, like Ted Lasso is the one you know that everyone's yeah, with a mustache could Ted, do this year. Ted Lasso. And then you got the blue yeah, thing yeah. too. Mm-hmm. What'd you do for Halloween? Um, I was actually in Lincoln, Nebraska, and we were at a we were at a football game. Oh, okay. And we didn't dress up. So you went as a football <laughs> yeah. fan. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah, music. Uh, do you listen to music when you run at all? When, not when I run, no. All right, so there's no playlist? You, I mean, when you do it, say you're going for a long run, what is a long run to create? Usually 15 miles really hard. Oh, wow. All right, that's, okay. that's a decent amount. Yeah. But, and no music when, when you're doing 15? That's my church, man. That's when, right. that's when I do my deep thinking. Yeah. So when you're out of church, what, what are you listening to these days? Is there a random playlist from Spotify, or do you have like a, a band or something? I mean, I've been on a Leonard Skinner kick for the last right. like, six years. The last six years. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> someone just introduced me to a new band called Camp. I don't, they're not new. It's new to me. They're from Ohio. They're pretty good. It's like um, Camp with like two A's, right? Yeah, you got I, it. I think okay. it's, and then I'm always, yeah. <laughs> I'm always a Machine Gun Kelly fan, which I don't know if you guys know. Machine I Gun only Kelly. know him from Instagram <laughs> and the Kardashians. And I think he's dating the Transformer yeah. girl. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Megan Fox. That's it. I nailed it. Transformer girl is way better. I like that. That could be a song he comes out with. Uh, right. I feel like North Carolina is like a mix of. It's one of those places that can kind of be a mix of a bunch of music. It can be bluegrass, southern, rap, hardcore. Like it can, uh-huh. it's just one of those weird places yeah. in the middle. Well, there's a lot of people living all over the place like you have city and rural and mm-hmm. all the mix dude i've i've been through some of the parts of north carolina like boone and stuff like that where some of those accents there you can hardly even say tell what they're saying and so i was kind of surprised you didn't have like more of a yeah I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have picked it out you got if you go if you drive five minutes away from my house you can't understand people <laughs> all right we i went to the only place i really went was ash Asheville. Which I, does that even actually so hipster? Yeah, that's okay. like, yeah. I mean, I walked coast. to the top of the big rock, I went to that big uh mansion. Oh, is that like a Vanderbilt mansion or something? Yeah, Biltmore, Biltmore, no, Biltmore. And then uh, we stayed on the lake where they shot the movie, um, Hunger Games. No, not Hungry. Oh, that was down there too. The lake I went yeah. to was uh, Dirty Dancing. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that was shot in Nashville. Yeah. Well, I, I, we were to get to that rock was like an hour drive, but it's a weird hour drive because the roads kind of like zigzag back and forth. So it was probably only two miles away, <laughs> but you zigzag around everything for like an hour. But yeah, it was cool. I, I liked it. I like Carolina. The trail running was fun. Are you a fan of Carolina barbecue as well? Being from there? Oh, yeah. I'm not the biggest meat guy in the world. Okay. Like I think I'll probably be vegan when, when I'm done running, but I do love um 
Carolina barbecue over Texas. I hate, I hate mustard. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that into the Texas thing. I think Carol like I like the vinegar for sure. I didn't know. I can't. Mm-hmm. You could probably line them up in front of me, and I wouldn't know the difference. Oh, okay. Like this tastes like barbecue. <laughs> I think you would. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm with you. I'm. We're moving more. Sorry. Meatless. Yeah. In my oh, house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I keep saying that, and then Megan keeps making me turkey sandwiches. So. Do you um turkey turkey? Do you or your family hunt at all? I've been hunting three times, and um, all three times are unsuccessful. Okay. <laughs> Cause I was, that's like me and fishing. <laughs> I hate fishing. I do love fishing. Yeah. I've like, I went hunting a little bit when I was younger, but I read an article recently about how, you know, that attracting newer and younger hunters might be a thing now because of it's a more sustainable way to, to get your, you meat. Know, get your meat and, or, or more ethical way, I should say. Well, so, you know, just are, have you been listening yeah. to Joe Rogan again? Is this from the Joe no, Rogan show? No, this is actually... <laughs> Interestingly enough, like a lot of most of the conservation efforts uh, and organizations were all started by hunters, like back in the early 90s. Yeah, of course. They want they want lands to hunt. But I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. You know. Anyways, that was just a side tangent. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the national park system, I think it was set up by Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Like, and he was the biggest hunter ever. He had every animal's head on his on the walls. And he's the guy who conserved most of the land for us. Yeah. I mean, he that's literally how the national park system started i think with the six like yellowstone uh, yeah good stuff well anyways thanks for joining us today um i really appreciate you coming on it's good good talking about you know everything that's been going on your career and yeah we're excited to see uh what's what's next so don't stop running yeah yeah hopefully i come to baltimore one time and we can meet in person it'd be awesome i'm tired of these virtual meetings we got like a little (laughs) studio we can shoot some video baltimore is like a super underrated place too it's actually it's a good hang like people just like to have a good time all the time yeah i like that 90 (laughs) percent of the time they have fun 70 percent of the time accurate (laughs) yes just skip over dc yeah just skip over dc dc sucks they're all just trying to outdo each other and it's full it's like boulder for politics yeah all right man (laughs) well thanks for coming on i really appreciate it yeah thank you guys so much nice meeting you all right that was awesome robbie you had a lot of fun talking to your mustache mullet hero yeah well he doesn't even really have the mullet no more so it was kind of no more yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta got say no more talking about mullet um yeah it was good conversation i'm like interest, very interested to see what he does in the next four years like if that at the olympics is still on the table since it is only like two, two years away yeah uh two and a half kind i of guess like yeah training. i think this is going to be a really interesting time for athletes because of the short window like it, i'm excited for people like kira damato um, who are going to have another chance to go at it relatively soon rather than waiting four years. So that's awesome. A um, bunch of athletes that I'm excited to see. I want to see, I think Molly's just starting. Like the, we're at the beginning of her career. Did she- you know it would be wild? Sorry to interrupt. If they did like a trail running in the Olympics, but put it in the Winter Olympics. Mm. So then you'd have like runners doing like figuring out, oh, I didn't make the Olympics. Could I, I make go. the Olympics for this? Interesting. Robbie just gave you guys a million dollar idea. You You're should, welcome, IOC. You should hit that. Yeah. So um, I guess it's time to thank Nick Sanchez, our producer. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Do we have first first drop? Thanks to <laughs> all of the listeners. 
you guys are the best. And hi, mom. Yeah, hi, ma. Oh, yeah. And real quick, make sure you rate this podcast and leave a comment or a review on iTunes. I don't think you can leave reviews on Spotify, but that helps us a lot with the rankings and getting out there. Yeah, and we love our last drop listeners. So if you listened all the way to the end, make sure you hit us up in our DM and let us know that you did that. Uh, make sure you stay tuned for the hidden track. Yeah, always. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be one of the best hidden tracks ever. Thank you.